The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is our mega preview pod for this week's Masters. It's our storylines. It's our one and done. It's our betting contest. It's everything. And joining me to break it all down, Mark Immelman is here, but he's also there. Hey, Mark. What's up, boys? It's beautiful. Springtime has <laughs> sprung here in Georgia. Coach, man, miss you, buddy. Uh, look, I've even got the oh. loaded water for you, bro. Oh. <laughs> that's the coach uh what's up coach (laughs) three years three years i got to work the masters and it's the only thing that i miss about being at espn because i'm having so much fun with you guys and cbs but man that masters gig was fun and i loved it so it's my favorite sporting event in the world like a lot of other people so i'm excited to be doing this with you guys this is this is awesome also joining us greg ducharme is here hey greg um, hey guys, more than just being my favorite event, I really, I, I think it's the best event in all of sports. Um, so it's here, this is the mega preview and I, I am so looking forward to today. And rounding out our group for today, it's Kyle Porter also on the scene. KP, you were getting some unique looks at Augusta national today, weren't you? Yes. I was out there for a while. Uh, it is, it is crispy. It is <laughs> it's i mean i don't know how it's gonna play we'll talk about it i know mark's gonna talk about here in a minute but it is not i mean the ninth green is not very green which is awesome like i i can't wait it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic i'm gonna have a hard time focusing just generally but also because the jordan spieth coronation is going on over uh, mark's (laughs) left shoulder right now if you're watching on youtube We've got the 15 masters and I'm just going to be watching that the whole time. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up. Let's go two hours. I have a quick question though. Cause I heard this, uh, it was on social media, but you need to tell me if it's true in that amazing new journalism clubhouse they have at the masters. Did you, or did you not tip the waiter when you were sitting at the sit down restaurant today? I heard you did not. <laughs> Whoa. Is that true? First of all, that's what, first that's of what all. I heard. What? <laughs> the restaurant's not open. So you got some bad intel. Oh, it would have been a good joke if I would have done my research. Exactly. And realized exactly. that it was actually open. <laughs> or, or, or if Kyle goes, goes a great defense. Or right if there. Kyle goes, <laughs> but if it if it was open, I definitely would not have tempted. <laughs> <laughs> That's the coolest part about that new building is the, the sit-down restaurant. And you cannot, actually, for people that sit at home that wonder why they're there and you're not, you can't tip the waiters there. It's It's not allowed. So that was part it's, of it. Uh, yeah, and it's all to go. So I guess, yeah, yeah that should have been my right. answer. That, that's all right. 
I feel like so anything I'm going to say is going to get me kicked out right now. So I'm not going to say anything. Don't say anything. No! Right. Don't say anything. You're already in. Your passwords. Uh, your passwords. I love it. I love it. Um, I've got an opportunity for everyone out there listening to win a quarter of a million dollars because our props games are back. The world's best golfers are teeing it up in Augusta, and we have an opportunity for you to win big bucks without even hitting a tee shot. You can win up to $250,000 by playing our props game this week by visiting cbssports.com slash props or by downloading the CBS Sports app. The game is 100% free to enter. And all you have to do is answer some questions, compete against the world for your chance to win a guaranteed $10,000 first place prize. And if you get every single question correct, it is $250,000 for you. Once again, to play, all you have to do is visit cbssports.com slash props or on the CBS Sports mobile app. Also, a link is in the description. And Greg, I actually have, first of all, I write these questions. And second of all, I have one of the props questions here for you, Greg. And it's very, very simple. Will there be a hole in one during the tournament? Yes or no? Can I win the prize? No. (laughs) Then no. No, I think there will be. I really think there will be a hole in one. There are some hole locations. I'm interested about the firmness of the greens. I'm interested to see what that turns into on Sunday. But I'm thinking about that traditional back left hole location on hole number 16. Uh, I, I think that's a real opportunity to get one. Um, and, and, you know, so I, yeah, I like, I like the chances. The other thing I like about that is when the greens get a little firmer, the ball gets on the ground and rolls a little bit more. And I think that's really important for making holes in one. Um, and so when the ball gets rolling, it's got a better chance of going in when it has to fly and land next to it, you need that one hop in and that's a little bit more challenging. So yeah, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I'm with you, Greg. Uh, The beauty about this golf course is what happens on the ground, not what happens necessarily through the air. And so once the ball lands, you know, Alistair McKenzie, that's where he was a genius, you know, using undulations and such. And and the way this golf course is shaping up to play, a whole location like the final day location on 16, uh, guys are going to hit it out to the right and that thing's going to be coming down the hill guaranteed, unlike it did when it was like a dartboard in November. So yeah, I'm I'm prepared to take a hole in one bet on that one too. Mark, I assume you are not looking at the outline, so I will ask you this question because the answer is in the outline, and uh, history tells me you do not have it open. But here we go the six <laughs> the sixteenth hole. Uh, that is the hole that has surrendered, of course, the most aces in Masters history. Do you have any idea how many it has surrendered? Oof. This is a great question. Twenty two. A 22, Mark. Stop yeah. It. Did you cheat? Stop really? it. Yeah. No, you, well, yeah, I just, look, I guess 22 <laughs> because it was my, and that's the anniversary, 622. And it's the number on Rory McIlroy's golf ball. And I feel like he's going to play well this week. So I just went with 22. Is that right? Uh, it's Mark. absolutely right. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Mark, that, 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 get that was my anniversary this feels like a, too. This feels like a set. That was my anniversary too. I swear no, to God. No lie. No I'm, live. I'm, I'm, I'm divorced, so I would never this. pick 22. <laughs> I would never pick 22 because of that reason. That's uh, we we are week. off to a roaring start. Oh that God. mark. Well done, sir. 22 is absolutely right. All right, let's bop into our storylines here. KP, we'll start with yours. Uh, The number one player in the world, Dustin Johnson, looking to capture his uh, second green jacket in what? Five, six months? Pretty good. 
I actually put the number one player on earth right now trying to win his second green jacket. So I was talking about Jordan Spieth, but I can talk about DJ if you want to. I knew it. I fell right into that. Okay, talk about whoever, talk about whoever you want to talk about. Like I can't well, believe I, I think, walked into that. No, I actually will talk about DJ because it feels a little like uh, like everybody's talking about Spieth. I'm leading the charge, obviously. Uh, people are talking about Rory as you like. I, I feel like we're not talking about people are talking about the Rom baby thing. JT, can you win the players in the Masters? It's like, man, DJ's been beaten by like. 13 guys here over the last five years over his last five appearances here like he's unbelievable on this course and the fastness and firmness is only going to help him only three guys we've gone back to back obviously nicholas faldo and tiger woods and i think dj fits in that group really nicely like i, I just i don't know I, I he hasn't been putting it that well but his the ball striking's still there like it's it hadn't gone anywhere is he on the heater that he was on in the fall no but I I just think that he is going to be in it until the end. And, and, and to, you know, this time six months ago, you could say, man, I can't believe DJ's only got one major after this weekend. It might be three with two masters. And then all of a sudden it's, it's, it just opens up a different conversation about his kind of legacy in, in 15, 20 years. Kyle, I'm so on board with that observation of yours. Um, I've been on this on the Ram Masters on the Range show Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before Amy and Corner starts Thursday morning, and and we've had DJ in our show a couple of days now. And I got to tell you, he is looking sharp. Uh, yeah, we're hitting a number of wedges, you know, doing DJ sort of stuff. And he spent a lot of time on the greens. He's been out there with some like like a, a string alignment aid to make sure and ball alignment and stuff like that, and just start lines. And, and he seems to be hitting the ball great. He seems to be comfortable. I mean, he has been so easygoing in, in conversations and in an interview with us that I was like, wow, this is a guy Monday of the Masters who's acting like it's Monday at home with his buds. So he's just in such a great place mentally. The golf swing looks fantastic. And he's spending a lot of time on the green. So, man, number one golfer in the world, he's he's looking pretty daunting right now. DJ doing DJ things, coach, is how I would describe the press conference that Dustin Johnson gave uh, here (laughs) on Tuesday. Right? I mean, it was a a classic DJ, like, I I don't know. What do you, what do you want me to say to these questions? But one of, one of my takeaways that I thought was even more interesting was uh, he really liked the way he played at the match play. He thought he hit the ball really well. He said, if it was a stroke play competition, it would have been a a lot better result. Unfortunately it was match play and he didn't even get out of his group, which I thought was uh, an interesting takeaway, especially from his perspective, because that would have been uh, obviously a failure for him to not get out of his group, but he still liked the way he played. Well, I'm glad he did because I watched it. I didn't like how he was hitting the, hitting the ball. (laughs) Uh, per se. Uh, But I'll say this. It's interesting that Mark would point out that he's spending a lot of time on the greens because when he did win in Saudi Arabia, he hit it so well, but he couldn't make a putt. Literally, he's missing three footers. It was one of the most embarrassing rounds of of golf putting-wise that DJ's ever had on that Sunday. So it would make sense that when he came back, we've seen him at a couple of the different tournaments he's played in. He hasn't putted very well. And it looks like him and his brother are fighting a little bit because his brother uh, reads a lot of the, the putts that he does uh, on the green. But if he can figure that out to KP's point, to Mark's point, there's nobody, nobody that's better on this course the last five years than Dustin Johnson. And he's the only golfer, in my opinion, 
that is able to go aw shucks on Monday and we believe that he's not nervous because it just doesn't bother him, I believe. And I think that's one of his biggest skills is the ability to forget the last month or the last six weeks and turn it on again. That's kind of the other takeaway I had from his presser on Tuesday, Greg, was he, the question was something like, do you feel more pressure now trying to defend your master's crown? Or do you like have this sense of relief that you are now a master's champion? And of course, DJ, you know, he's, I'm sure he hasn't thought long and hard about the answer to this question. He kind of just like, oh, well, it was nice to win, whatever, but him trying to reconcile uh, what pressure there even is this week was kind of interesting to hear. Yeah, I, I do think there's um, there's pressure on the world number one player anytime you're playing in a major championship. So Dustin Johnson's going to draw a lot of attention, and it, and it only adds to it when you're the defending champion. But I, I don't know if there's anybody on tour, if there's anybody in the field who's more equipped to handle pressure better than Dustin Johnson. He's extremely resilient. He's extremely um, easygoing. He's like a duck. He lets things roll off of his back. And and he can also, he, he doesn't get stuck in the rut. He, he, never, he, ne- he never gets stuck in the rut. So if, he, if it goes a little bad for a couple of weeks, the Florida swing didn't go great, didn't get out of his group and match play, as you all pointed out earlier. I still have confidence that in just one week, he can get that get that right. And that's kind of what we saw after 80, 80, 78 last year, right before his heater. And it wouldn't surprise me if another heater started again this week. The big concern that I have is his uh, three-putt avoidance, which this year he's 129th in that category. I believe it's going to be really important. But again, he can rein that in. And and it's great to hear. It's refreshing to hear uh, what Mark says. He's spending a lot of time on the greens. His speed control this week is going to be key. If he has great touch around the greens, and and I'm not sure that was as important in, in November. You didn't have to be as precise. You didn't have to be as uh, as accurate with your speed control just because it was a it, it played a little slower, um, and that happens on any golf course. But as they firm up and as they speed up, nuance gets highlighted. Uh, touch becomes more important, and the penalty for miss is something we don't talk about on the greens a lot. But when you miss speeds out here, there's a much greater penalty for risk uh, um, for miss, and that brings three putts into play. The last five winners here have have two or fewer three putts. Uh, three of them have two and two of them have only one three putt for the whole week. That's going to be key for DJ this week. It's quite a stat. I'll tell, tell, tell you what, right. we see that three putt avoidance too, guys. The the way the greens are shaping up right now, and I, I don't know if there's some rain in the forecast for Friday, perhaps Saturday, but the way they're shaping up with some of the traditional hole locations, because I was in a meeting where the discussion was about Augusta National playing like Augusta National should in the springtime with traditional hole locations, firm, fast, that sort of thing. Um, Three-putt avoidance is going to be massive. But the truth yeah. of it is, if these greens stay this fast and this firm right now, even if you're putting well from the lag putting perspective, you're going to have to hold four, five, and six-foot putts all day long. So yeah, lag putting is crucial, but even if you've hit a fantastic lag putt, you got that devilish three footer coming back with a sharp edges and a little side slope, man, it's going to be tough sledding. And I'll tell you what, you better hold out well this week if you want to win. Yeah. Three yeah. feet turns to six feet so quick out there, yeah, which is one of my favorite things to watch. Just ask Ernie Ellis. <laughs> 
Uh, well, that's what, that's what I think is, is super interesting coach. I mean, we're already getting, we're already getting all these reports from the guys who are looking at the course. Like, Oh boy, this is going to be a lot different than what you saw in November. All those scoring records that fell, uh, not going to fall this time around. Well, I mean, you knew that, uh, those who run Augusta national, and I think that's one of the things that I loved about it. The few years I got to work at is that they're always trying to make something better, whether it's building uh, a clubhouse for the, for the uh, people in the media, whatever it is. But the one thing they always want, and I think we all can agree, they all want Augusta to play like Mark just said, like Augusta is supposed to play in the springtime. And I think uh, that if you, if we were privy to those meetings in the fall, that they weren't that happy with how it played because there was no drama on Sunday because there was no way for DJ to come back to the field. He was just hitting it too hard. But when the greens are rolling this fast, now you've got a chance for doubles and triples per se, if you don't have the right speed uh, on any particular one day. So uh, I think that's going to be exciting and, and something to really look for when you're setting your fantasy lineups or doing your head to heads as well. Um, really looking at guys that are good around the green. Yeah. And KP, as you're seeing the conditions out there, I mean, does this, does this open up more guys you think can win here or does it take a kind of a special breed uh, to deal with what we're expecting over the next handful of days? I think it's fewer. And I, I, you know, I, I look at the course, I look at some of the guys at the, in the field and I, like this morning I was like, there's only six guys that can win this. And that, and that's obviously not true, but that's what it feels like at times because I mean, have you guys seen Mark? Were you, did you see nine, the nine green? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking around, I'm like, are we okay with this on a Tuesday? <laughs> like it looks, it looks just I, again, like, Sorry, they were spritzing them a little uh, bit this afternoon. They were giving them a little drink, but 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 they are keeping these puppies. And the way this golf course normally sets up, and I'm getting ahead of what I wanted to talk about, but <laughs> the way that this golf course, they let it go a little bit. And the speed you see on Monday is different from the speed you see on Tuesday. And the speed you see on Tuesday is different from Wednesday. And then all of a sudden, they flip the switch on Thursday morning, and it's like, Augusta National, here we go. And yeah, right and now, it, when, I, when I was here on Sunday afternoon, I was like, my goodness, this looks like Wednesday to me. And yeah. today, you, you're right, Kyle. I, I was out there on the back nine, the second nine, watching a little bit. And and, and there were spots like um, six, the, the green at the back edge there was, I was like, wow, this, this looks incredible. <laughs> this looks like a serious <laughs> golf ahead of us, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, and I think what's interesting, and this is this may or may not be instructive of what we're going to see, but Joe Pita had a had – a, um, he did a deal on Twitter on the uh, the, the women's amateur, uh, and the scoring average this year was three strokes higher than in 2019. Which who, who knows? Like that might just be this, the sample there is so small that it might be nothing. But I just feel like after the last two um, Masters were so were I think the two easiest ever. I think that was a Justin Ray stat in terms of scoring average. That this one is going to be like that, and I just feel like you have you're going to have to be. And this is why I actually don't like Rory that much this week. I think you're going to have to be unbelievable with your iron play to be in it on the weekend. I ju- and maybe not. Like Maybe we get a Patrick Reed where he's just putting and, and wedging out of his mind. But that's just right now, it feels like a Sergio in 17. You got to hit it at every stick type thing. I, uh, I, that, that iron play call is good. But I, I caught up with a few players this afternoon and I was just watching and I was listening to balls hit greens. And from 
60, 70, 80 yards away, you could hear the ball bouncing, which is yeah. real. Oh, wow. And, and, it's, it's crazy. Wow. And so, I'm, so I'm asking players, I'm like, so tell me about it, because this place is a second-shot golf course. It, the, the driver sets you up. Bob Jones lets you drive the golf ball, but then you play angles from there, and you control trajectory, spin, um, distance, that sort of thing with your irons. But the way the ball's bouncing out on the first bounce here right now, I think to a certain extent it might even mitigate some of the iron skill because, you know, some of the plateaus, you're going to have to get creative with balls bouncing up onto slopes as opposed to flying at the right distance, which all of a sudden for me goes, all right, hello, Jordan Spieth, because let's play a little yeah. golf, let's get a little creative, that sort of thing. So, so right now my dad texted me, he said, okay, office pool, what do you say? And I texted back. <laughs> and, right now, I, honestly, right now I don't even know. I'm like, yeah. I, I, I'm looking at the way this thing is stacking up. I'm like, one minute I'll make for myself an argument that someone who putts well is going to win. By the very five minutes later, I'm like, well, it's an iron striker that's going to win. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, the fairways are so fast. Well, that sort of takes power out of the equation. And I'm like, I don't know where I land right now. I love, a tradition. I love it. I love it. A tradition unlike any other is uh, your dad texting you for a pool. That's every every dad ever texting <laughs> yes. for master's pool information. Uh, Greg, you know this th these conditions are they're they're clearly going to uh, be magnified as these guys get to eight man corner as they get to twelve. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on, and I want to get your takes on how this might impact the championship. So this is really interesting. As I put in the rundown, this story for me is Jordan handling hole number 12 on the second nine, especially on, on Sunday. What's going to happen when he gets there? Uh, and I believe it'll be in contention by when, when he gets to that point. What happens after that point? I don't know. And to me, that goes beyond analysis. Um, there's something more there that we'll, we'll find out. But what's fascinating is if you look at this year, 2021, and you look at some of the anniversaries of things that have happened uh, by years divisible by five in, in the past. You have just five years ago, 2016, you have the Spieth and Willett situation. That's the one that I'm highlighting for this week because I think we're going to get a redemption opportunity. Then you go back to uh, 1996 and you have a Greg Norman, uh, um, he loses a six-shot lead, uh, a, a little collapse there, which was, um, I guess you could call it, you could call it epic. So there have been a couple of instances in the past in these uh, 2011 was Rory McIlroy, uh, which is another one just that that's 20 years ago or um, 10 years ago, sorry, where Rory McIlroy has a lead going into the second nine on Sunday and he hits it left into the, uh, into the cabin. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens. And when the golf course gets really firm and fast like this, the opportunity for uh, disaster increases. And I, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with the leaders. I'm curious to see what happens handling that kind of pressure on a golf course like this, where a double bogey is lurking around any corner. Uh, while at the same time, there's also birdies out there. So I think this setup is going to create great drama coming down the stretch. And I think it's the biggest story to watch this week. That that potential disaster lurking, I, I like that. A lot of it, uh, we saw Coach Bryson DeChambeau find with a couple of left misses back in November. Now, he has uh, played Augusta National with his new beefy body, with the new driver. I think in recent weeks, he's tried to uh, make sure that he can land that ball in the fairway more often. And now I'm, I'm like, this is almost a heavyweight bout for me, coach. This is uh, Bryson v. Augusta National Part Two. <laughs> well, in November, he didn't have the control of this newfound power that he has now. And I also think that the last month we've seen him 
strategically setting up his game for Augusta. And what I mean by that is we did see him dial it back just a little bit at the players. We did see him at times at Bay Hill dial it back just a little bit. But I think he's starting to realize that he doesn't have to go after the 400-yard drive every single time. And Augusta National, he certainly doesn't have to do that. And if the fairways are as fast as Mark and Kyle say they are, and, and why wouldn't we believe them? Then to me, this truly is a par 68 for Bryson because now he's realized there are some times that I don't have to dazzle the world and hit it 400 yards. And we all talked about once he figured that out because the short game is so good and his putting is severely underrated, this is going to be a spot for Bryson every single year. And I think uh, we should be very bullish on him to certainly make a run uh, come Sunday. He spent uh KP. He's, he saved the 400 yard drives for the, uh, for the practice area so far this week, he has been, uh, I don't know if it's uncorking himself or corking himself on the driving range. I don't know which one it he's is. He's been corkscrewing himself into the ground. <laughs> is what he's been doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just, I don't know. Some of it is kind of endearing. Cause you're like, this guy just like once it's so bad, like, but it's almost maniac. Like it was kind of fitting that VJ was the one watching him. Cause those are right. two guys that are just yes, absolutely maniacal about this stuff. Just, just kind of crazy about it. I, I don't love Bryson this week. I know I said he was going to win by five back in January. <laughs> the, you can't the, like that. You're, you're such a flip flopper. Such a flip flopper. Flip flop. Yeah. <laughs> the speed thing, I just, I don't know. Like I, I, and this is the, of course, this is exactly what I said going into Wingfoot because I watched him at Memorial when it was tough, and he just, he, when it's not working, it looks really bad because when it's not working, he has so much spin on some of his wedges, and he, and it just is like all over the place. I, I get a little worried about him inside like 75 yards on this course because he doesn't have his, you know, 800 page green reading book and the wedges weren't that good in November and it's, it's going to be faster and firmer now. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he might go out and win it, but I just, I'm not in love with kind of where he's at right now. Hey, uh, just one point that I want to make. Uh, you you referenced Bryson, the heavyweight via Augusta National. Um, Bryson is sort of like a cruiserweight, light heavyweight right now. He is he shed a few Drops pounds. Him, right? yeah, yeah, he's looking way more athletic. Um, I don't know if this is an offshoot of remember last year when he was battling with dizziness, when you're consuming seven protein shakes a day or whatever he was, and yeah. and you're eating all these pizzas and things. I'm sure the system was just overloaded, but he looks a lot tighter. Looks a lot, you know, the speed is up. I was watching those shots that Carl was referencing when when VJ was just standing there going, yeah, okay, whatever, go. Um, and and it was it was it was neat to see a major champion, a Masters champion, indeed, also watching Bryson do this sort of stuff but he looks fit. He looks well. Um, but, but as we've said before, and as we said after last year's masters, there's, there's nuance to this golf course. You, you're not going to bludgeon this place to death. It just doesn't happen. You know, Nicholas was a long driver in his day, but he, he played managerial golf. Tiger was the longest by far when he played, but he played really managerial golf to win around here. And, and that's part of the equation. You, you, you just can't manhandle this place. It doesn't let you. I might have to back off calling him beefy Bryson for now. I'll have to figure out something else looking, looking svelte out there. Uh, all right, gentlemen, here's what we got to do. 
We've got to do our picks. That's our Jupiter of the West Super Contest. We have our one and done. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) But but, but first, wait till you guys hear who I have in the holster for this week. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. Remember that CBS Sports HQ is your home for round-the-clock coverage of from Augusta. That includes tournament picks, round-by-round matchups, highlights, leaderboard updates, and we even have our pal from the First Cut podcast, Kyle Porter. I didn't write this. On site, providing up-to-the-minute updates so you'll know everything there is to know from Augusta. If you're wondering what CBS Sports HQ is, well, it's our 24-7, 365 days a year sports news network. How to get it it's easy and it's free just go to cbssports.com the cbs sports mobile app or fire up the cbs sports app on your connected television and watch yourself become the most in the know sports fan of your group text Hmm. greg do you have a group text you had a group text with your buddies a group text yeah, yeah, I have a lot of okay. them. <laughs> yeah. you, you had to look to see if you had a group test, Greg. I just got a text, Greg. One of my <laughs> Greg's a caller. Maybe Coach can help me out with that. Yeah, <laughs> Greg, Greg, you're a big caller. You like to call on the phone. Yeah, I am. Um, I prefer the call. Well, it's because you know part of that is the commute, right? So I spend a little bit of time in the car, commuting around, driving around town to and from work, as everybody does, and that's valuable time. So I like to I like to make phone calls during that time, and uh, hey. you know, as Jordan Spieth says, don't text and drive. Hey, uh, Rick doesn't commute. He walks from his uh, bedroom to the pool to the office. He's commuting. Rick, Rick and I don't do a lot of don't do a lot of commuting. But I appreciate. Well, Kyle's got to get out to the uh, to the shed there. So I mean, that, yeah, it takes. You like, got to be making it, a couple of phone calls on that on that. Commute. It takes like ten seconds. Thanks for taking the pledge, though. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> 
Let's talk about our betting cards. And Greg, we'll just stay right here with you, my friend. You've got five bets on your card. Let me work you through these and get your thoughts. I see a lot of Jordan Spieth love, but I'm going to start with the three ball that you have him with over Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Cantlay. You have also backed that up with a Jordan Spieth top 10. I'm I'm expecting great things. A lot of it has to do with the condition. A lot of it has to do with his recent form. So I'll start with his form um, re- recently. Ever since February, he's been contending week in and week out, um, and and he finally has proven to himself that he's he's reached the level. He's ready now to win a major championship. It sounds crazy to say, but it's very familiar for Jordan. This isn't something that's new. This is a guy with 12 PGA tour wins and three majors, including a masters. So he's, he's ready to go. He knows he has the game to compete with anybody in the world. And, and, when you get to this golf course, it's not only a place that Jordan understands, not only a place he loves, it's a place that he has great experience at and he knows how to win here. He knows what it takes. Um, and, and he's, he's, basically gone that route nearly three times. He's near, he's put himself right in the mix um, three times. And he has a, a third that was kind of a backdoor third place with a great round on Sunday where he didn't really have that much of a chance to win heading into the day. But that being said, he knows where the ball is going to land. He knows what hole locations he can attack and what hole locations he can attack. And he also has the short game when he misses to get the ball up and down and I don't think there's anybody who puts these greens playing this week the way that um, the way that Jordan Spieth does. So I, I am a huge fan of Jordan this week. I think the, the everything is setting up and pointing right towards him. And um, and and the bookmakers are kind of saying the same thing. So another play, another player that I would say the bookmakers are also playing is Justin Thomas. He's my only outright to win right now. Um, and and the reason for that is very similar to my reasoning for Jordan Spieth. He these two guys I would say amongst the top players are coming in in the best form. And I love what Justin Thomas does with the irons, but I also love the transformation he's made with his putting this year. He's, uh, he's, he is 51st, I believe in strokes gain putting and he's 18th in three putt avoidance. The last time he was in the top 60 in both of those statistical categories was 2017 when he won a major championship. So I'm looking at JT and I'm feeling like he's really ready to go. Um, So that's why you see a lot of those guys in there. Yeah, JT, Jordan Spieth, you round this card out with a a top 10 on Rory McIlroy and a top 20 on Louis Oosthuizen. Looking at your card, is any one of these designated as your best bet over another? Uh, I would probably say, which is really, really hard to say, but I think my best bet would be Spieth over DeChambeau and Cantlay. Um, I know that's going to be a heavy, that may be the top three. That may end up being the top three this week. But I have some questions about DeChambeau. I, I, I don't think this has been the best golf course for him traditionally. And I think one of his big advantages is kind of taken away this week. He is an expert in the rough. And it may be his strongest asset is what he's able to do in the rough and also the clubs he's able to pull from the rough. But that advantage is kind of taken away. And that's where he tends to win courses like the Arnold Palmer Invitational and and the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Now, if, if he wins this week, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think many would be surprised, but I just have a feeling that it's not going to go the way that, uh, that he hopes. And I love Patrick Cantlay this week too, but I, I just think Spieth's going to beat him. 
All right. That is Greg's betting card for the week. This is our opportunity to take 100 units over to William Hill and allocate them however we would like. And Coach is going to describe to us how he has allocated his funds. And Coach, I see uh, kind of a couple different groups in here. So I'm going to start you off with your matchups. You took uh, Patrick Reed over Webb Simpson. You took Paul Mm -hmm. Casey over Tony Finau. And you also bought Jordan Spieth, this time over Justin Thomas. I did. I, I've been listening to all the guys and all the reports about how fast uh, this course is going to play. And to me, it's about iron play and it's about short game. It's about around the green. For me, there's nobody better than Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed. So uh, that's why I took them in head-to-head matchups. I know Webb played well here in November. I just don't think he plays particularly well when he has to really be dialed in with his iron play. I'm still not a believer uh, in his iron play. So that was an easy one for me. I think Paul Casey over Tony Finau. Finau's just not in, in form right now. He hasn't been since we started the Florida swing. So I'm going to fade him. Paul Casey always plays well here. I'm getting him plus 100. That's these were three easy picks for me. Easy. Then you go to a couple of uh, more prop style bets. You have Sung JM as top Asian player. That's plus 138. You took Cam Smith as top rest of the world. That pays at six and a half to one. And then that man again, Jordan Spieth rounds out your card with not only a top former champion, that's plus 225, but also a straight outright on Jordan Spieth to win this thing. I'm done second guessing myself. I'm, I'm I'm done saying this and I'm right, but I don't make that play. And I've done that twice now. It's cost me twice in one and done. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore. I think Jordan speed is going to win. So that's who I'm going to play. Uh, plus I love the fact that you can do the former champion bet. We normally don't get that uh, at a normal tour event. So that was a pretty cool one to have uh, as well. Plus at, at plus two twenty five. my goodness, I'll take that. There are so many great bets this week. There's props yeah. all over the place. There's there's so much good stuff. Okay, thank you very much, Coach. We're going to go over to Mark's betting card now. So producer Jacob is going to fire that up. And Mark, uh, before we even jump into this, you found the matchups. We've we've got matchups from you. <laughs> Finally, guess who found the matchups? But now I'm watching your guys' cards, and I'm like, dang, I wish I hadn't have because Rick made some fantastic <laughs> bets. Uh, Coach, you made some great bets there too. And I'm looking at thank this going, why on earth did I go with what I did? But I had a lot of fun with this, um, you know, sort of going head-to-head stuff. And and I was thinking a lot about what Augusta meant and, and how the golf course is going to play, Augusta National, that is. And and so there's, there's a few outliers. My, my best bet is definitely Paul Casey over Tony Finau. Um, uh, Casey is coming here playing well. He's a tremendous iron player. And and he's been, I think he's making his 15th start perhaps, so don't quote me on that, but he's been around the block here a bunch. And so he's seen the golf course play firm. He's seen the golf course play soft. And so I feel like experience will win over there. Um, and 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 then I've, I've went Rory McIlroy a few times. I, I sort of left the Spieth thing alone because I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to make too big a deal of that because I'm hoping he comes through in one and done. But I, I don't think Rory McIlroy is getting the respect that he should this week. Now, I understand that he hasn't been playing very well, and I understand there's some adjustments being, being made to the golf swing. But I've seen a guy a couple of days on the driving range, and then on Sunday he was the first guy on the range right after uh, – pardon me um, – Yes, the drive, chip, and putt on Sunday morning. So he was the first guy out there. He's working hard. And, you know, you can read a lot by comportment and body language. And the swing looks like it's well-timed. And then when he's got Pete Cowan around, it doesn't look like there's a lot of confusion or anything. Uh, there's a lot of head nodding. Uh, and he's, 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 his countenance is animated. So it yeah. sort of says to me that, hold on a second, this guy might be gaining a little traction over here. 
And trust me on this one, guys. When it comes to Augusta National, it it welcomes its champions. We know that. Um, and it also, there's a way to play this place. And Rory, in many years past, with all the research and all the rounds he's done coming in early to play with Jeff's, uh, Jeff Knox under different conditions, he knows it around here. And, and I just have a little bit of a sense that, you know, he's coming in under the radar. He asked for a shorter press conference so he could get back to work and sort of stay more underneath the radar. So him over John Rama, I felt like that was an intriguing bet. I'm picking him over over Xander and Tony Finau also. And then just one more that I thought was fascinating here is Patrick Reed over Hovland and Berger. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I'm not too sure how this course is going to pan out if the rain has a huge effect on the way it's playing. But the way it's currently playing right now, it's going to ask you to sometimes have to two-putt from 60 feet, sometimes have to get up and down from a real strange place. And we know Reed's short game prowess is off the charts, as is Jordan Spieth. So I feel like Reed is a pretty good bet over Bergen Hovland right now. But as I say, looking at the other guys' bets, I'm like, dang, I wish I had picked <laughs> on, on the former champions and stuff. I think the Rory thing is is really interesting. Um, so I think sometimes with the top guys, they miss a cut, and we act like – they haven't played in like three years. And it's like, I don't know, Rory's playing fine before the players. It wasn't great, but he was still like top 10, top 20. Mm-hmm. And he's been kind of low-key automatic top 10 at Augusta, no matter how he's playing. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, last 10 years, he's got the most top 10s of anybody. Now he's played in all of them, and he's made the cut in all of them. So he's just going to – he's going to – I don't know. I, I just sometimes we overreact to, to some bad play from the top guys in a way that I don't think is instructive to what's going to follow that. You are preaching, my brother. I mean, that is the Reverend Carl Porter over there, and and we do we overreact, and and yet with McElroy. I've not seen any panic. I've not seen any concern. It's why I had so much respect for Jordan Spieth through this whole journey he's gone through. There wasn't anything yeah. rash that he did, you know, during that time. He just stuck to his guns. He stuck manfully and resolutely to what he had to do. I'm seeing Rory do the same thing. And look, I'm related to a guy who came into this event off a miscut, not putting very well. And all of a sudden, four days later, he's a Masters champion because things have just worked out in his direction, hit the ball well, made putts when it meant something, and you outlast folks. And and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Um, it's like last year, Rory shot that bad first round. I think it was like three over, but then from then played fantastically for a good finish. If he gets out to a good start on Thursday, I, I think he starts to absolutely snowball confidence-wise. Let me put a bow on Mark's betting card here. Everything is even money or better. So you're getting a lot of value here. It is Cam Smith over Paul Casey and Sung JM. It's Rory McElroy over John Rahm. It's Paul Casey over Tony Finau. That's his best bet. It's Rory back over Xander and Finau. And then Patrick Reed in a three ball over Victor Hovland and Daniel Berger. Let's jump over to my card because I can go through this pretty quickly here. I've decided to keep this pretty tight for the week. I've got two matchups. My best bet is Daniel Berger over Sung J.M. It's Webb Simpson over Patrick Reed. I took uh, Matt Wallace, Greg. I took Matt Wallace as top Englishman at 9-1. to There are a lot of really good Englishmen in this field. Matt Wallace uh, gains like 15 and a half strokes from T to Green last week and did not win, which is almost, almost a shame. I feel bad for the guy. 
<laughs> he really did hit it so nicely. Um, he just couldn't make anything. So, Ricky, are you thinking that that's going to turn around? The putting's going to turn around this week on these greens, the way they're playing? Or do you think the putting's maybe going to be a little less important? Uh, I just think that if he goes out and does anything remotely close to what he did, Tita Green last week, he was striping. And he's played well for like three and a half rounds at Augusta National before. If he can get anything close to that, uh, nine to one is is probably much too long. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. And then I've rounded this out with two outrights on uh, the two guys that I love the most. It's Patrick Cantlay. It's Paul Casey coach. We have talked kind of ad nauseum about this this week. Give me, give me ball strikers. Uh, Cantlay is in absolutely complete control of his game at the moment. Paul Casey. I of course worry about the flat stick as I do every single week, but uh, these guys are just absolute, absolutely elite with the irons. If we believe what KP said, and there's only six to eight guys that can win, those two would be in those six to eight guys uh, that you would list off that that come Sunday, you wouldn't be surprised. Uh, because I think we've seen, and Joe Acaba was very clear six years ago. He says, Coach, you're only going to see a certain kind of golfer win at Augusta National. And he said, you've got to be in shape because of how hard the walk is. And if you've never been here, you can't understand how hilly it is. It's a big boys golf course. And these are two guys that know how to play this golf course. Uh, Casey has a history, can't lays in form. So I like both of those plays. All right. Let's hey, Rick, yes. Rick, I see you hedging bets there where you're going. Wallace is the top Englishman. Yeah. Casey to win. Mm, That's right. That's right. They, uh, they pay out very, uh, those, those long shots are, are tough to come in on. So I certainly hedge myself quite a bit in that category. KP, you are up with your betting card. Let me, let me start you off with your matchups and your three balls here. So I see Corey Connors in great form over Abraham answer. I see Paul Casey over Sung J M and Cam Smith. I see Victor Hovland over Daniel Berger and Patrick Reed. Yeah. So those three, I basically just went with the ball striking, right? Because, because it's fast and firm. I, I just feel like that's going to accentuate Connors. Obviously a great iron player. Casey has been, low key not only does he play great here he's got a great history here in terms of top 10s top 20s but he's been playing really good all year i mean he's just been, he's been awesome so far in 2021 and then hovland i mean <clears throat> look i he's hitting the ball great he's like top 10 i think t to green since february 1st so last two and a half months but he also played pretty well here as an amateur and, and I look at him, his time from when he was an amateur until now, and think about how much he's improved his short game. Think about how much he's kind of tightened up some of the stuff that was, I mean, self-admittedly from him, pretty loose at the time. So, uh, yeah, I just, I like Berger as well. I don't really love Reed, even though he has one here. I, I, I don't know that, I don't know. I just think you're going to have to hit the ball really well this week, and he hasn't been hitting it as well as, as uh, he normally does. Hey, Rick, help me real fast. In that Connors over answer, what is Abraham's odds there? Because I will take Abe over Corey Connors every day, including Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Masters this week. <laughs> they are both minus 110. So that is okay. uh, your coin flip right there. Yeah, so answer and Connors both minus 110. KP, the rest of your card is rounded out by top 10s and top 20s. So Matt Wallace, who you and I on the same page on that, that top 20 would pay out three to one. Will Zalatoris, my goodness, if he goes out and finishes top 20 here, uh, I'll be even more impressed than I am already. That's two to one. You have Paul Casey to finish in the top 20 plus 110. You got a William Hill odds boost on Sergio Garcia 
to finish inside the top 10. That's four to one. And then, oh, by the way, Jordan Spieth, top 10 at even money. Yeah, all five of those guys, however many there are, are top 15 in in uh, iron play in ball striking right now. And, and that's over the last two months. Uh, I was kind of looking at, at data golf. I think, I think Zalatoris and Wallace are the two most underrated iron players in the field. Everybody knows Morikawa. Everybody knows JT. Speed's been awesome with his irons, but I think Zalatoris and Wallace are the guys that are kind of, and Sergio is hitting the ball really well also, but, but Zalatoris and Wallace are the guys that are kind of flying in under the radar in terms of what they do with their irons. So does that, you know, does that pan out? Like maybe not, maybe they have horrific putting weeks, who knows, but I kind of like the numbers there for both those guys to finish top 20. All right, we let's move over to our one and done. This is the moment everyone has been waiting for. There is $2 million up for grabs at the top. So there is plenty of movement here. We are 20. This will be the 27th week out of 50 that we are picking for this season. So we're at the halfway mark, gentlemen and coach. I'm going to start with you. You've got 2.1 million. You are coming off a Danny Willett week at Valero. What is so funny, Mark? Hey, Coach, isn't it the Masters week? It is, yes. What happened? (laughs) So for those who are wondering, uh, Coach, uh, I don't know if he guaranteed it, but he said his goal was to... It was track down, hold on, track down Mark by the Masters. I have to inform you, he is 3.1 million behind. And if I would have played JT... And if I would have played Spieth last week, I would have caught him. I would have caught him. And I have video proof to say that I was a coin flip from doing both those things. I Alas, mean, if Rory, I if Rory would have shot a 36 on the back nine in 2011, he'd have the slam. I need you to shut I need you to shut <laughs> oh, all right, Coach. It's very, very hard for me. All right. I'm not, I'm not screwing myself anymore. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to take any more from Mark. I'm not taking KP chiming in from the left field. I'm going to take George. Because <laughs> I know that at least one of you is going to do it, but I can collect 2 million over a few others of you. So I'm taking speed to win $2 million. Lock it in. Let's go. Let me stop you there. Coach. <laughs> You've used them. <laughs> oh, where did I use it? Wow. Where did I use them? At? I did not see that coming. That is a use them. You used him at the Genesis Invitational. You got one hundred fifty-one thousand and one hundred and twenty-five dollars from him. Man, Hold it could on. have been two million. T fifteen. So T fifteen. I have it written right in my book. Jordan Speed Genesis. I that can come back to you million. if you need oh a minute. God. I can come back to you. Oh my God! Uh, no, I don't need a minute. Coach I, is I'm, reeling. I'm on an absolute. I, I'm really. I'm on an absolute heater right now. That was um, tough. I, I don't get thrown off very often. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go to my number two then. I'm going to hold on before I embarrass myself one more time. Um, Paul Casey. You, Paul you, Casey. You, you, you could use Paul Casey. You have not used him. You've used, you've uh, Spieth, Rom, Thomas, Hideki, Xander. Those are the big names that you're. Give me Paul Casey then. Just give me Paul Casey. We're going to give Paul Casey. Wait a second. You used all those heavyweights and you're still that far behind? Oh, now, I, love I, I was discussing this earlier, so clearly Rick was setting me up because I discussed with him that I was going to use Jordan Speed, and at no point <laughs> did Rick ever say, 
oh, but coach, oh, yeah. but coach, you've already used him. So you're setting me up. That's okay. Diabolical. But I, I appreciate it and I respect it. I, I actually knew I last like week. I knew last week when you mentioned it and I forgot to bring it up. And then I was like, well, I'll just, if he actually does pick him, I'll just tell him then. But yeah, I knew last and, week. And if he wins this week, I, I just, I quit. I don't know what else to do at this point. I don't know what else to do. I don't right, yeah. I do know. I do know this Mark that uh, <laughs> my Venmo is open for the person who won the bracket challenge uh, uh, on this uh, uh, show. Uh, 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 and that would I, be, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get guy. that from you and congratulations. And I just want to ask um, with our basketball bracket, who eventually finished at the end, at the top of all of that love. Me. <laughs> Did you win last night? Oh dang! I went when I looked. I was like, "This is hilarious." You guys, you guys are just setting me up for this. You guys got to do your homework here. This is not a good look. This, this is a horrible look. At least I yeah. didn't know I won that though. Oh, oh my, this, this is, is so getting too easy. Uh, yeah, Coach, we we owe you we owe you cash in the official Thank official you. first cut bracket game. I Thank finished. You. Actually, Sia Najad finished fifth. He he is of the first cutters, uh, the highest. I finished ninth. Mark, because you had Gonzaga, you dropped to twenty second. Uh, so actually, Sia won of of us. Thank you right, for coach. stopping there. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't keep <laughs> scrolling. Um, the okay, coach. Two point one million. He goes with Paul Casey. Yeah. Producer Jacob yeah. has two point seven. He's coming off of a Brendan Steele week. We'll get his pick. We'll get it in here. KP. $4.5 million. Uh, you have already told us you are taking Jordan Spieth. Yeah. I've, <laughs> the, pro- the, the problem is everybody's going to do that now. Uh, I didn't anticipate that. <laughs> and I need... Uh, uh, can I... I'll, I'll just go with it. I want to take you it back. You can change if you want. God, there's no rules. Yeah. The, the the yeah i just i don't want to get stuck in this thing where i'm in fourth and i just keep picking guys that everybody else has especially especially you rick like i well i, have to I can't to- i can't use speed and greg can't use speed those are two of the guys you're trying to chase down mark technically has speed available but that would be yeah. the only i'll stick okay. with speed all right so we got speed for kp he is at Four point five million, so seven hundred thousand dollars short of you, Greg, and you are coming off of a Adam Adam Hadwin sixty five thousand dollars. You have already used Jordan Spieth. I'll just throw that out there right now. Uh, you have. I will give you credit. You picked Dustin Johnson last time around. You got the full two million bucks. Who do you got for me this week? Yeah, I've been a real, uh, real popper this year and still shocked Adam Hadwin didn't win last week. Me too. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go this week with um, the winner, the crystal ball. It says it, the winner, Justin Thomas. I'm going to go with him this week. I haven't used him yet. Um, and I, I believe this is his week. So JT all the way. All right. I'm just scanning. You are correct. You have not used him yet. Justin Thomas for Greg. There is now a $500,000 gap to you, Mark, and uh, you have already spoiled it. You're going to use Jordan Spieth, aren't you? I am. I uh, used Dustin in November, and that worked out nicely. Um, yeah. I, I should have went with my gut and used Spieth last week because, um, look, everything's shaping up for him to have another great week at a place he's had a lot of success. But I do have a little concern about some fatigue. 
Um, you know, he, yeah. he had a grueling match play. Um, he's played, I think, six of eight weeks. You win last week. There's a lot of emotional and mental fatigue that goes in that. But and, and you'll come in here with adrenaline. But but that adrenaline will wear off fast. Um, you know, late Thursday. Um, so I, I think if he manages to find that adrenaline, keep the energy up, uh, keep playing the way he is. I think the golf course is is, is sort of playing into his his sort of style of game right now. So yeah, I've speed for me. All right. Spieth in for Mark. I've got a little bit of a cushion here, gentlemen, to the tune of about $2.3 million. And I'm front running. I'm front running, Greg. So I'm just going to just use Dustin Johnson. Like, just give me the favorite. I've got a, I've got a cushion. I've got an opportunity to rack up big bucks. I'll take DJ. Yeah. I like, I like when Rick starts to play prevent defense. So I'm hoping that <laughs> for the second half of the season, that's what he does and lets a couple of the wolves behind him right back in it. <laughs> You're playing prevent defense by taking the favorite to win the golf tournament. <laughs> yeah, that's your safety play. I'm hoping it doesn't pay off. Uh, there, all right, there, and there is no question that we never want Rick to be a front runner again because <laughs> the way he brags is the most annoying bragging Brag. of all time. <laughs> It's the, uh, yeah, it's it's so much fun on, on being on this side of it. Mark, uh, is there oh. um, coach? Is there is there anybody on here that you like to hear brag? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good everybody point. has a different style of annoying bragging including myself yeah so, <laughs> i was um, gonna say my favorite person on here to hear brag is uh is definitely myself when i when i watch the show again <laughs> later on like, i like to watch myself talk yeah <laughs> we don't usually uh we don't always do the expert picks at the end but it's a masters we're gonna do it we're gonna tweet this out producer jacob's got all this stuff locked and loaded so we're just gonna rapid fire this like 15 seconds, gentlemen. Coach, we're going to start with you. You have chosen a sleeper. You have chosen a top 10, and you have chosen a pick to win. Just tell us who they are. Okay, sleeper Cam Smith, top 10 Paul Casey, winner Spieth. Greg, you're up. Uh, So I got Spieth top 10, JT winner, sleeper, Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon. Oh, that is truly a sleeper. Yeah, Yeah, he's Uh, a real sleeper. Yeah. Mark. You have not narrowed down your pick to win, so tell us who the two <laughs> the two names that you have listed are. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Abraham Answer as a sleeper, top ten Patrick Cantlay, and I'm just I'm between Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth. I was convinced on Spieth a little while ago, but after watching DJ for a couple of days, I just like November. I cannot turn my eyes away from him right now. And Is incidentally, there an odds we had a pick not to win, and I went with Brooks. No odds wow. boost on DJ, Greg. I don't no, think so. DJ God. and Speed, no odds boost. Okay. Oh, oh like a, a um, yeah, what are they called? Double yeah, chance? twofer. Yeah, <laughs> twofer. Yeah. Double chance. That's what they call it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like it plus two. It would have been funnier yeah. if you got the if you got the term correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, delivery was a little weak on that one. Uh KP, sleeper top ten and pick to win, please. <laughs> sleeper Sergio, top ten DJ, obvious reasons, winner speed, and then pick that definitely or star that definitely won't win is Brooks because he looks like he's doing Pilates on the course, trying to read uh, the greens. So I just be able to pick his ball out of the cup. Like what's he going to do? I I don't know. He needs a, yeah, go get that. Or he needs a putter that will, that will get it out of the cup for him. I mean, he needs that little rubber thing at the end. (laughs) I appreciate, I, I do like commend like gutting it out, but I just don't know how it's going to go. I, I I don't, I can't envision him unable to bend over and read putts and then winning the masters. I, I just, I don't know. That doesn't seem very feasible. 
My pick to win is Patrick Cantlay. My top 10 is Paul Casey. And my sleeper is the very one and only Philip Mickelson. Uh, gentlemen, wow. this concludes our mega preview pod, but it does not conclude the first cut first cut content that's tough to say for this week because we are going live on a wednesday we are streaming at 6 30 p.m eastern time it'll be very interactive we will have guests that you have heard of it's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be interactive and we are going to have a blast but for now let me thank producer Jacob for doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Let me thank Mark Immelman, who you can find on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. Let me thank the coach, who you can find at the coach rules. Let me thank Greg Ducharme, who is at the real GFD. That's Kyle Porter. You can find him at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.